What's going on, Crosswalk? You guys good? Good. Happy New Year. Yeah, we're almost there. Hey, there's a bunch of seats up in the front for those of you who are standing in the back. We won't stare at you while you come forward. Um, but we'd love to have you sit. We don't want you to have to stand. So uh, last Sabbath of the year, and we're going to do something a little different. This is not just your typical sermon because we thought I thought we'd do a year in review. So you can see all the things that are happening. And so you can also engage in what's going to be happening next year as well. So there's a lot that I need to get through. We don't have the time crunch because we don't have a series coming up afterwards. But I won't keep you here till 2 o'clock if that's all right. Um, because I'm hungry. It's been three services. So welcome. 2023, we had, uh, we actually did nine series, even though we only did seven because we did a couple episodes, a couple, uh, a couple seasons of a couple of our series. So we had Lovewell Theology that we started with. And um, if you remember, we had a wonderful interview with Bill Johnson, who's just a wonderful man. Unfortunately, we lost him this year, but we were so blessed to be able to spend some time talking to him about um, the theology of love, essentially. So that was our first series. Then we moved on to our uncomfortable series, which we did a season one and a season two of later on in the year. Then we had our after series, which we talked about what happens after Easter. Now, just so you know, as we are thinking about Easter this year, what we wanted to do is put something together that would allow you to study with someone as you get closer and closer to that Easter weekend. And so it's a seven-week series coming up, taken from the book of Luke, and you have the opportunity to find someone that you believe wants to kind of go on that journey, and and they believe they want to go on that journey too. Don't force them. Um, And then you get to study with them all the way through up until Easter, and if they want to choose baptism at that point, we'd love to be able to baptize them here and have you in the tank with them. And we've done that before a few years ago, and it worked beautifully. We had about 10 baptisms that people had um, kind of journeyed with other folks, and it was beautiful. So we're doing that again this year, but last year we called it the After Series. Then we had our Elemental Series, which was our series in deconstruction. We did two seasons of that, and there was a lot of concern. You're talking about deconstruction in the church. What happens if people leave? Weirdly, nobody left. Um, But they had great conversations about what is elemental and really important to our faith. Then we had our um, deep faith series where we talked about uh, first and second Timothy. Pastor Patty led us in that series. He wrote that series guide and um, from Portland. Then we did our Unbroken series, which was a series on mental health and well-being. Had wonderful responses to that. And so, so many people were blessed that a church would talk about mental health and well-being. And my hope is that we will um, we'll visit that again over the next few years, which I think is important. Then we had our little letter series, which was 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And then lastly, we had our adventure series talking about the risk that Jesus took and all those around the, the nativity story took to be a part of what God was doing through that. So these were all the series that we did this year. Pretty impressive, I think. You guys did a great job going through with them. And just so you know, there was over 200,000 words written for the series guides all put together, which is pretty incredible. So the teaching team here at Crosswalk Church does an amazing amount of work. And if you don't engage with the series guide, you need to. The series is starting for next week. Our next series is called New Wine, and the series guide begins 
this Sunday. It begins tomorrow. So you can download the PDF. You can start doing that. You can get it on the blog. It comes to you every single day. You can get it on audio through the podcast on Apple or whatever podcast platform you use. There's a lot of ways to engage in this material. And so we want to make sure that you avail yourself of that. So there's a discipleship of the mind as well as a discipleship of the heart that is going on um, with all this material that we put out. So those were our series for last year. Just so you know, our membership right now here in Redlands is about 1390. That number is always fluctuating a little bit as people move in and move out. Um, But that's pretty exciting. Our average for the year, and it's low for right now, but our average for the year in attendance was about 1150 in the room. The year started out um, a little empty, interestingly enough, but it continued to grow. And over the last two months, we've been seeing numbers of 13 and 1400 almost every single week. So that number is probably a little bit higher than that as we move in. But thank you for attending church. We appreciate it. We think it's great. Um, as well, online, there's many of you that have attended online. We usually have about 618 to 650 people who watch live with us online for the most of the entirety of the series, of the sermon, um, of the service, I should say. So thank you for those of you who are engaged online. That's really impressive, and we're glad that you can be a part of it. We often say our online audience. What we really mean is our online congregation, because there's a whole other congregation right there going along with us through our different services. Our highest watch service is always the 9 a.m. service, interestingly, as well. So um, average all-time views, what this means is the people who watch it After Sabbath, throughout the week, we usually have about 1,800 to 2,000 people who watch our online services throughout the week. So that's a pretty significant engagement. We're actually looking at the aggregate total of all this is about 2,500 people who engage in Crosswalk Church every single week which I think is pretty amazing and such a blessing. This isn't reach. We're not one of those churches that says 25,000 people watched our stuff for two seconds as they were passing by on Facebook. We try and get rid of those vanity statistics and try and this is real engagement with this material. So we're really blessed by that. So thank you. But I've got to tell you, the better statistic that I think is more interesting to me is this one right here. We had 23 baptisms this year and 21 professions of faith, which is great. That means 21, 23 people decided on following Jesus Christ for the first time through baptism. And it also means that this profession of faith usually means that people are coming from um, another faith tradition where they have already been baptized into Christ and don't feel a need to rebaptize themselves into Christ, but are willing to become part of um, the Seventh-day Adventist Church and our denomination through Crosswalk Church right here. So we love these statistics and this is uh, really great. We're expecting that to continue to grow with all the work that's being done around disciples with John. But just so you know, we, uh, we did lose some people this year, right? I know, huh? It's okay. We can, oh, um, we didn't lose him. He still comes to church here. Um, he just moved to a different job. He's working for Loma Linda University now. That's Mike Rhinus, the joy boy, as he calls himself. Um, and we all miss Mike and we love Mike very much, but we're also glad he and his family still attend. And then, of course, we lost Isai. Uh, wow. uh, somebody just booed him. Wow. Um, uh, Isai's great. Isai's doing well. He's a professional musician, full-time musician. I saw him I saw him on Thursday. He was working out at the same gym I go to, and he was very sweaty. Um, but he seems like he's fine, and he was tired after that workout. Um, Isai's doing phenomenally, and he's doing mu- music for film and television, and we miss having him. But, you know, when you lose people after a season, it's always sad, but it also means there's an opportunity. And so we replaced Isai um, with Taylor Bartram, which, yeah, we should clap for Taylor, don't you think? I think so. 
We're super stoked to have Taylor here. What I'm really impressed by with Taylor is not only his leadership ability, but the way that he's thinking theologically about the way we do worship and why we do worship. And so this next year, he's going to lean into some teaching along those lines as we do worship together. And so I'm really excited that he's here and leading our worship arts ministry. And then, of course, John Ciccarelli. We're excited for having John here, too. No, claps for John. I was going to say, if you clap for Taylor, you kind of have to clap for John. He's not here today, but, um, but, but John is doing an amazing job. This guy has more ideas about what to do when it comes to discipleship. So he's running his retreat already in January, and that's already filled up. So you're going to have to catch the next one, of which he's got three or four more planned throughout the year. He's starting a cohort of teaching. He's starting a book club. He's starting small groups. Like There's so many things that John is involved in and invested in. We're really blessed and honored to have someone with such experience here to lead our discipleship ministry. So we're really excited about John uh, being here with us. Now, I don't know if you know this, but there's a bunch of podcasts that come out of this church or the people of this church. So first one, I have a podcast with uh, Dr. Alex Bryan. It's called Unapologetics. And we talk about life and love and and that sort of thing. And we talk about, um, we don't talk about love that much. I don't know why I said that. But but we talk about life and what's happening and current events and that sort of thing with a theological understanding. So that's one of them you can check out. Our Sacred Echo podcast is me, Pastor Patty McCoy, and Pastor Dave Ferguson. And we talk about the series, sermon series that we're in. And we talk about how we're each taking a different look at each one of these topics. Because as you know, as our as our churches have gained pastors, they are preaching more in their, in their churches. It's not just me on a screen. And so that means that we're getting different voices on these same topics, which is phenomenal. So you can always catch that. That happens every single week, comes out on Wednesday, I think. Then we've got our daily series guide podcast, which is the series guide read to you in my dulcet voice. Um, it comes to you. And I usually record it in the morning. So my voice is like three octaves lower than it normally is. It's really, I think it's quite nice. Um, I just wish my voice sounded like that. I'm all up on the microphone like, oh, welcome. Like, it's very cool. Um, Anyway, sorry. The Daily Abide podcast that John's putting out begins tomorrow. So go to your your podcast platforms and subscribe to it. It's phenomenal. And John knows how to produce a podcast. It sounds beautiful. Um, It's so relaxing. You know, as it says, it's an unhurried look at sitting at the feet of Jesus. Um, And it feels like that. But don't listen to it while you're driving. You will fall asleep. Um, no, it's, it's very soothing. It's very soothing. It's really good. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but our own pastor, Ron Aguilera, has his own podcast called The Pastor's Coach. And it's really awesome. If you guys haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it. It's about 10 to 12 minutes each week, totally scripted. It's really phenomenal information. And it's really for le- anybody who's interested in leadership, not just pastoral leadership. So um, he's also working on a book based on this podcast, which is phenomenal. So, you know, we've got super talented people here. And you can listen to all the sermons that they're preaching up in Portland or you can listen to the sermons here that, um, that, um, that we do. Or you can listen to the sermons that are in Chattanooga. These are all the different podcasts that are coming out. By the way, this year alone, we had 44,000 downloads of our podcast. Podcasts, those podcasts, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is that um, we have two statistics. We have the downloads, 44,000. That's impressive. The number of listens is significantly lower than that. So what it means is that you've all been downloading it on your phones and not listening to it. So come on, catch up. All right, catch up. I, the 44,000 is super impressive, so I want to put that up there. Um, so 
We started some ministries this year. We started a women's ministry called Crosswalk Women's Network, Crown Ministries. And we had signups that were happening. We've had a retreat um, that happened. Oh, it happened again. Um, we had a retreat that went on. It, this is, it, I'm, uh, all this is my fault, just so you know. Um, because I made the presentation in a different format than we normally do, and I've made these guys stress in the back. And so um, there it is. I knew it would come back. Give Jay a hand because he has been bird-dogging that all, all day. Thank you, Jay. Um, they also had a worship night that happened that hopefully you attended, and Pastor Ron and I had an opportunity to. It's not moving forward, just so you guys know. Um, had an opportunity to serve affogados to everybody who came there it is. And then um, they do also do hikes. So make sure you go to the website, get the information there, go to their Facebook page, Crown Women's Ministry, so you can find out how you can be involved in that um, for women, just so you know, if I didn't make that clear. Um, also, we started and have continued our Spanish ministry as it continues to grow. They did multiple worship nights and really church services under the leadership of Bryant Rodriguez. We're really excited that he's here helping us. And um, their cadence was about every other month to do one. Hopefully, we're moving that up towards a monthly cadence. And we're, we're just needing to continue to build the infrastructure and, the, and the, people, the people that are there to help make this happen. We're really excited about this ministry and we're excited to see this continue to grow as well. Um, and so let's see, Crosswalk Conference. We didn't have one this year. The reason we didn't have one is because we were in transition with some of our pastoral staff and it just sort of was coming at a time where it didn't seem like it would work. So we have decided to push, we decided to push it from October to April. And so I want to invite each of you to the Crosswalk Conference. Our theme this year is experience, which is one of our core values. And it will be April 19 through 21. And we are going to have people from every single one of our campuses and Lovewell groups all around the world here visiting with us, worshiping with us, and growing with us. There's going to be great speakers. There's going to be a phenomenal worship night that you're all invited to, even if you don't go to the conference. And then my hope is we're going to have a really special Saturday night guest. Um, that will do something really phenomenal for us. We're going to make going to do everything we can to get him here. So I'm not going to announce it yet. We're still working on that. But we want you to come and be a part of that if you can. Now, how many of you like the Crosswalk Cafe? You like your coffee that you get? Some of you are literally drinking it now. So let's go through some statistics for that, right? I've got some fun pictures here. I thought that was really sweet. Um, they're best, best cafe team. Um, and I love, I love Curtis's sweater. That's just a great sweater. Um, so... This is a low estimate, but we served over 16,000 specialty drinks over the last year. That's 16,000 espresso and, and milk drinks. Another 10,000 drip coffee drinks had been served. So that's like 25,000 cups of coffee, 26, 27. And this is, it's probably higher than that. Last week alone, they did 460-something cups of coffee, which is incredible um, specialty coffee. That's over 1,820 pounds of coffee used here. You are a highly caffeinated group of people, just so you know. Also, that costs us about $18,000. That is just the price of the beans. That does not include all the sugar and syrups that you guys put in, which is a lot. Like a lot. You guys like your coffee sweet. But here's the thing. Um, that's all. We give you all that for free. It's kind of a loss leader for us. And we're fine with that. We're excited to, to be able to serve because we want to serve the people that come in. Um, but two things with that. Number one, don't ever complain. And I mean that in Jesus. Like if you're like, it took a long time to get coffee. Yep. Do you see how many they're doing? It's free. In Jesus. Shut it. Um, <laughs> right. 
that's the, that's the main thing. And I love you. I love you all, but like, don't hassle your baristas. And secondly, any tip that you give doesn't go to the baristas personally. It goes to the coffee ministry and we're allowed to um, continue to grow that. So thank you for that. They do an amazing job. They put in so much time. And so we're grateful for everything that they do. Um, Let's talk about giving a little bit. Our local offering so far this year has been about $1.4 million. I know that sounds like a lot, but it costs us a lot of money to run this. This also includes some of the lift um, money that we've given. So really it's about $1.2 million and we'll get to that in a second. Um, We've got a bit of a gap that we need to fill by the end of tomorrow night. And so we know that God's going to be faithful and you're going to be faithful. So we're thankful for that as well. Our tithe, by the way, this is up from last year, but um, things are more expensive than last year. Um, Our tithe has also increased pretty significantly. We expect it to be about 1.3, we think by the end of um, this weekend. That's right about on target. It's actually about 20% higher than it was last year. And so you guys have been incredibly faithful. We want to make sure we fill the gap on our local giving and on the lift. Um, But we're really thankful for the way that you've continued to give to tithe because that allows us to continue to hire pastors on kind of the conference's dime. So thank you for that. We're really appreciative of that. And then the lift, you know that we're in this this, uh, fundraising campaign. Now, I want you to know some of the things that have happened because we started to do the work rather and wait on um, getting all the money in before we did the work. We have money in reserves, and so we started to use that so that we could begin to fulfill this work. So, um, as you, and I don't know why I put sunglasses there. I just, that was the thing I put on. And people have been asking me, like, why sunglasses? I'm like, I don't know. Um, so we upgraded flooring in building three. We did expansion of the kids check area. It's a lot better there. Classroom upgrades have been happening as well as we acquired the new building. So we're leasing that as well. Um, we did upgrades to our lobby and cafe. Our audio system, we're about, I would say, half of the way, two thirds of the way um, to work on the audio system. We just got the brand new boards that were handmade. They just came in this week, actually. So they're playing with one back there and we're reconfiguring a lot of the audio stuff so that the church sounds, the church service sounds really amazing, and there's still more work to be done on that. Certainly, we've got the stamped and stained concrete in between out there, which has been a really great place for people to hang out, as well as, where do we go, security cameras, so the church is safer for our kids and for us as well. As well, we've installed the HVAC system in Building 1, so our kids are not sweating or freezing, which we're really excited about, and um, there's obviously more to be done. Eventually, new carpet in the worship center, because you guys you know, all that coffee you drink, you drop it a lot too. Um, it's true. Like there's a, we've got a security camera in the back and sometimes we move all the chairs and it's an infrared camera. And so at night when there's no chairs in here, it's gross. Um, but, but so we've got, we've got some more work to do. Um, and that means that we have to raise more money. So, so far in the lift, we've raised almost $200,000. That's certainly under what we were hoping for. We wanted to be a million by the end of the year, but listen, I get it. I want you to understand something. I go to the grocery store too. And when you walk out with two bags of groceries and try and figure out how it costs $250, like I get that. I understand that. And so, Hey, the timing that I put on we're not going to make it, I don't think, unless somebody's like serious, which is, hey, all right. Um, but if somebody's not going to drop $800,000 in the next two nights, uh, not, not two nights, just one, um, 
If somebody's not going to do that, then we're going to continue to do it. And we will be, we're going to honor this, you know, this lift and this number that we need to get to because we're not going to live in debt. We're going to continue to pay off the bills that we have to pay, but we're going to continue to progress the ministry as well. Also remember, this does not include the $200,000 pledge from Crosswalk Chattanooga. So that's really closer to $400,000. So we're really blessed that they're able to support us in the way that we supported them as well. So that's going on with the lift. Now, we're going to talk about Crosswalk Global for a little bit, and um, we're going to explain some things to you. So I'm going to ask Pastor uh, Ron Aguilera to come up. Let's give him a warm hand, shall we? <laughs> so Ron, tell us a little bit about Crosswalk Global and what that is. in the United States and even beyond. And that's not the way that we operate. We actually come along groups that have already started and want to be part of the crosswalk ecosphere. And so through that, there's a process, right? It starts with a connect group, which is a small group at home. And some of you have those groups and that doesn't mean you're going to eventually become a campus. It just, that's an opportunity for discipleship and fellowship and, and all that. But at some point there are some groups that get it in their heart and in their minds that they want to plant a community that looks like feels like, and ministers like Crosswalk. And so at that point, they reach out to us for assistance. And eventually, those communities develop into campuses. And right now, we have seven. Right. As you can see right here, Redlands, Chattanooga, New England, Los Angeles, Portland, North Houston, and Crosswalk, Melbourne. And just so you know, the average size of a church, I've said this before, the average size of a church in North America is 53 people. This is the attendance that we're seeing at our churches right now. And again, these are low averages, right? 806 average in Chattanooga. Our number is a little low. New England, they said that there were 80, 80 yeah. average, which I think they were underselling themselves. Because last time I was there, there was 130. You were there a few weeks ago. And there was 137 there. They texted us this morning and said, hey, we're over 100. So I think uh, they're averaging over they're 100 there as well. They're underselling. New Englanders. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and then LA has about a 70 average. LA really needs to find a new venue. And we've talked to them about this because they need to really start and lean into their children's ministry and then they'll begin to grow. We've noticed that anytime there's not a children's ministry, you cap out at a certain place. Once there's children's ministry, then you begin to grow kind of unfettered. Um, Crosswalk Portland, 250 average. And Patty told me that they've been trending up every single week for the last two months. North Houston, we launched in... August. August. We launched in August and they're at 72 already, which is phenomenal. They were in a house for over two years. Yep. And so the fact that they were doing it. And Crosswalk Melbourne is low, but they are just leaving the pastor's house this next week. And they're starting in a new venue in, uh, in uh, where are they? Melbourne, in Melbourne, yeah. which is really exciting. So, but there's another statistic that's really important. When Ron got here, there weren't very many pastors working in our ecosphere. I mean, we had them here. But Ron, tell us about kind of what's happened since then. Yeah, so about a year and a half ago, Portland campus was the only campus that had pastors. Even though Chattanooga had 500 people attending, they were still being lay-led, and so were other campuses. And so part of the, the way that we work is eventually as communities develop and there's a desire for that to grow to something beyond, 
we then begin a relationship with the local conference for their support of that. And most of them are very happy, obviously, to say, oh, you've got this group of people <laughs> that want to be part of a church? Right. Yeah, yeah, well, we're glad to talk to you about it. And so we've been able to, through this uh, relationship, this network of a set kind of that we've developed, be able to agree and collaborate. And so now we've gotten to the point where, as of a couple of weeks ago, when I was in New England and had the final interview with the pastoral candidate, because we, we've agreed, we, we agreed to make sure that we're both on the same page on that. We now have a pastor for each of our sites, as you can see there behind us. Yeah, yeah it's exciting. that's really exciting. Right, so we've got six pastors here. There's one pastor for Crosswalk Chattanooga, and they desperately need more because yeah. 800 people to be pastored by one pastor. Dave told me there that he's got 50 people waiting in line for Bible studies for baptism. Yeah. That's just unreasonable. Um, I mean, that's amazing, but yeah, that's so a Gary, lot. Gary, if you're listening, need another yep. pastor in Chattanooga. That's right. They need another pastor. Half a pastor in New England, what does that mean? <laughs> so we only let the top half come in yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Like, so, so, yeah, no, they're a full person. <laughs> uh, but uh, at this point, there's a two-church district there, so half of that salary goes for, obviously, the crosswalk church. Okay, excellent. We're excited that we hopefully that, that hires. Uh, well, Wait, actually, I wanted to go back there. Sorry. Did I do that right? Nope. Well, so you anyway. had Portland. You had Portland. There's three. Portland, there's three. Yeah. And then uh, we have a bivocational pastor in, in North Houston, uh, Mike Ward there. And then we have another half right. of a pastor again. That was my fault. Person. I pushed the button when they were doing it back there. <laughs> They're going to kill me after church. In Jesus. Um, so... I didn't do it that time. That was not my fault. All right, this you work on that, and uh, <laughs> we'll move forward to our love walk. So there's a, there's a bivocational pastor. Yeah. What does a bivocational pastor mean? Yeah, so that basically means they, they have another profession, and yet they're so committed and invested in being a, a servant for God in the ministry that they give their time, and they give about 20, 25 hours a week of their wow. time to lead that church. And this is a person who has been trained as a pastor, but kind of left ministry to pursue other opportunities and now is back. And we're really thankful for Mike Ward. Right. Pastor Mike there. Ward over there is a phenomenal guy. And so I'm going to push the button now. You guys, we good? Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry about that. But we don't just have uh, crosswalk campuses. We also have Groups that we call Lovewell groups, right? Yeah. So they're Lovewell communities or Lovewell groups, right? right? These are developing with a heart for and a desire for becoming a campus. And so Lovewell, Reno, is en route to becoming a campus this coming year. I just had a conversation uh, with them just over the last month and looking at maybe March to launch in Reno. So if you're in the Reno area and you're watching there's a crosswalk coming uh, there very soon. They're meeting on Friday nights right now. And they've already got a pastor for that group as well. And the conference has already committed uh, a pastor for there, and we're excited to have him on right. board. Sacramento has just done their second pop-up in December. They have over 100 people at each one of their pop-ups, so we're hoping that they ramp up that pace and be able to plant over the next year. We're excited for that. Uh, we just launched Lovewell Sonora. Yep, had the opportunity to be up there in a couple of weeks uh, with Jim and Nicole Gearing. And the plant there was at the launch. We had 60 people at that launch, which doesn't sound like a lot, obviously, for our community here. But with the average right. Adventist church in North America being 53, 53 uh, we started with 60. It's not bad. 
That's not bad. And they're an interesting venue because they're 100% video venue. That means they watch and sing along with the music as well. Most of the other campuses do live music. They do 100% video venue and watch it and sing along and the whole thing, which yeah. is, I don't know if they're going to stay at that, but that's really phenomenal. And then we've got Lovewell Hartford. You talked with them a few weeks ago. Yeah, when I was there, part of the conversation on Saturday afternoon was with their leadership. They're actually launching on Sabbath this next week. So 2024, they're launching there in Hartford. They're being sponsored by a Crosswalk New England church and we're negotiating with the conference there's some pastoral support for them wow that's really incredible um, that's really amazing what's happening. And then we've got some developing campuses as well that will become Crosswalk campuses, which I think are really interesting. The first one being Crosswalk Jakarta. Now, we've talked about Indonesia yeah. a few times, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah. clap for those. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's exciting. Uh, Tim and I were there in October to kind of set, set the stage uh, for that. There's 250 to 300 people meeting there. And in March, first week of March, I will be in Jakarta. For those of you watching from Jakarta, be there to launch uh, officially Crosswalk Jakarta. Really excited about that. Which is exciting. And then we've been working with a ministry in Costa Rica for a long time. And we're establishing that ministry now, that partnership with them. They're called Crecer Ministry. Which means growth. I can't say it in Spanish. Um, but but we're, we're working with them. They've been longtime partners. They've done some translation for us, and we've done mission trips over to their place. Really wonderful people, so we're excited about getting that started You know, we can well. throw in an extra international. I didn't get to put it up there because this is very recent, fresh off the press, it, because we just received the application from them, and that is Manila is right. a developing location as well. That's in the Philippines, by the way. Right. <laughs> Right. For those that are geographically well, challenged, there you go. I'm there just you go. saying. Um, let's, let's talk about finances for expansion for a little bit because I think, what, I think it's easy to think that, oh, man, Crosswalk is sponsoring so many churches. How are you guys putting all those finances into it? Can you talk to us about that yeah, for a I second? Yeah, I mean, if we were a congregational uh, system or model, that would be true, but we're not. We're part of a larger system, which means that oftentimes as we contact conferences, there's some support, financial support that comes from the local conference to plant these churches. But most of it comes from the people on the ground who begin to give to have pop-ups and then to begin to establish these campuses. And so once they get to a Lovewell community stage where there's that specific goal to plant a church and to get a venue and such, they begin to give specifically for their location. Right, so Crosswalk Redlands does not pay for other campuses, just to be clear on that. Um, the way we support is by pastoral expertise, by leadership, by helping them with infrastructure, by brand and all that sort of thing. Yep. And so these churches are locally funded by people who just believe in the work that is being done through Crosswalk Church. It's really quite incre incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But... Uh, this is, oh, this is this. Yeah. The, so this is how I think of things. We did R&D first and foremost with Crosswalk Chattanooga and Crosswalk LA. You see in red there, Crosswalk Northeast Atlanta didn't make it through COVID. Crosswalk Denver never got off the ground. So not everything's been successful that we've done. Some things have started and not quite made it. And then with New England, we began to prove the model. Portland, Melbourne, North Houston. And now you can see we're in this, um, we've passed the replication stage and we're into the scale stage. Now it's just a question of how much we can scale doing this over and over and over again and blessing people along with it. 
Which is a challenge because, of course, our bandwidth is limited. We're a right. local church, and we're trying to provide this support, and we're in conversations for, you know, what this structure, this global network will look like. But we're really excited that our own conference, Southeastern California Conference, here is very supportive of this global movement, so much so that we have an announcement. Right. Our conference, Southeastern California Conference, has seen fit to recognize what we're doing and also realize that it's time for there to be a second crosswalk in Southeastern California Conference. So, yeah, Yeah. so we're excited to announce to you for the first time that we will be planting Crosswalk Point Loma in San Diego. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. This is really exciting. Um, So... That means not just, hey, why don't you go to San Diego and plant a church? They actually said, hey, there is a church that is struggling, and they've since shut the church down. And so there is a church facility that is there. You can see it in these pictures right now. We need to do some work inside. It's still got pews. Don't worry. We'll get rid of them. Um, But you know what? Everybody's super concerned that we're going to get rid of the um, stained glass. glass. They're like, you're going to tear out the stained glass. Just to be clear, I grew up in church. (laughs) I'm not going to tear out stained glass. That seems like sinful. We are definitely going to figure out a way to not look at it all the time, but it's not like, it's beautiful. It's kind of this A-frame mid-century modern church on this beautiful facility. We rent out the, um, we rent out the parking lot to the YMCA right behind us. So there's some income. It's got a gym. It's got a T-Mobile antenna on top of the gym that brings in income. So the church is actually self-sustaining financially, which is really amazing. Um, And so they've given us this whole facility right now to um, do this work. And if you see where it is right here, it's very close to the ocean. So now we need to hire a pastor there. Yeah, and so we're down the road on that, actually. We're, Can I pastor there? Well, I think uh, maybe later. It's very closer to the church. To the church. <laughs> yeah, right I mean, by the beach. To Jesus. To the beach than here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are down the road, and I think if you put it up on the screen, yeah. you'll see that uh, some things will be happening here as we begin the new year. Right, we're currently in a search for a pastor. We're getting close to that, and we should be making that decision in the next few weeks here. Um, also, we need to build a database of interest for people. So if you're from that area or if you know of people from that area, we want you to go to locations on our website and go to Point Loma, and you can fill out an interest form, and that way we can have your information and make sure we keep you up on everything that's going to be happening because we're going to certainly do an interest meeting. We'll do a first interest meeting, and then we'll begin pop-ups as we make some investments into the building over this first Q1 and Q2. Yeah, we're really excited and are projecting a launch for summer of 24. Right, that's what we're hoping for. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what's going on in Crosswalk in 2023. And it moves us to 2024, where we have to ask the question, like, what's next for Crosswalk? Well, just to be clear, I never thought we'd be here. I've been at this church for nine years. I got here in um, October of, 20, of 2014. And so this next October will be 10 years for me at this church. And I, none of this was planned, right? I didn't come here saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to create a global network of churches and we're going to plant churches. I didn't know anything about that, but God had a specific plan in mind. So in 2014, if you would have asked me, is what's it going to look like in 10 years? I couldn't tell you. So if you ask me today, what's Crosswalk going to look like at the end of 2024? I can't tell you. I don't know if we'll have more campuses, if we'll have less, if it'll all fall apart, if it'll continue to grow and something will change. I don't know, but I want to be prepared 
for whatever God is going to do. And I know it's going to be amazing because he's made promises in that respect. John 14, 12, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So we're going to ask that, that God continues to be faithful to the mission that he's given us, that we continue to be faithful to what God is asking us to do. And we're going to just lean into what's next as it unfolds. Um, I, I, I strategically plan all the time and God laughs and then I do what God wants me to do because it just makes it easier that way. But, you know, it's a good question. What's next? And then it's a good question that begs another question. Where is God sending crosswalk? Where are we going to end up? What places in the world? Well, the way I answer it is this. This is Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the world. I don't think there's a place that we can't go. But I know this, wherever people are receptive of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the way that we give it, in the way that we talk about it, in the way that we worship, that when it resonates with people, we're willing to go there as much as is possible and is a good steward of the, of the resources that God has given us. We're going to go where God keeps asking us to go. I, you know, people have asked me, like, why are you doing this? I got to tell you, when somebody calls me up and says, hey, um, there's just no churches that we can really resonate with that make sense to us around here. And so we've been meeting in our house and there's 30, 40 people now. We've been meeting for months. Can we partner with Crosswalk? It's so hard for me to go, nah, good work, but nah. My answer is always like, how can we support you? What can we do? So I don't know where God is sending us, but I know that God has a plan for the whole world. And I'm not saying that that's our job to take over the whole world, but we want to be open to continue to go where God is leading us. Now, the question becomes more than just what is happening with Crosswalk, because the question becomes, you know, where is God sending you in 2024? This is a much more relevant question to you than what is happening just with Crosswalk. Where is God sending you? And, you know, we come to church because we can encourage one another. And First Thessalonians says this, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. So where is God sending you? I'm not sure that it matters as much as when you come to church, we encourage one another to lean into the ministry that God has brought you to specifically and particularly because there is something that God needs you to do. Not everybody else, just you in your particular realm of influence or your particular job or your particular area or even your culture group. There's something that God needs you to do. And so come to church so that we can encourage one another in those ministries that God has called us to. And then it begs another question, which is how is God sending you? right? God wants you to do something. How is he sending you out to do this? Every time I think about being sent, I have to go back to the book of Isaiah and to the calling of Isaiah because he's in this room and he's just recognized like, I'm not worthy of this. I come, I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips. I come from a group of people of unclean lips. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips with it and said, see, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? 
Every time I read this text, I'm reminded that when we go somewhere for God, when we ask the question, how do we go for God? We go forgiven. We go as a righteous emissary of who God is in the world. We go to literally love well and not love well in our power, but to love well in the power that God has given us through the Holy Spirit. So how is God asking you to go? He's asking you to go through his power with his grace and forgiveness to step into the world and tell other people about what it means to be forgiven by a God so full of grace. Now, it may beg this other question, which is, will you be faithful? And the way we answer this is, without guidance, the people will fail. But with many counselors, there's deliverance. The reason why this text made sense to me for that question of whether or not you'll be faithful is that it's hard to be faithful alone. And so the community matters. Church actually matters. Church is not something that you come just to consume, although, yeah, it's going to be a great show. You actually come to connect with the people around you, to see the ministry that they're engaged in, to encourage one another to do the work that God is calling you to do. And so will you be faithful if you surround yourself with people who are like-minded, who believe in the call that God has placed in your life, then yeah, you're going to be faithful. Why are you going to be faithful? Which begs the next question, right? Will God be faithful? Well, I think we know the answer to that question, but this text in particular, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So the question of will God be faithful is actually not the right question because God has been faithful and has already been faithful. And so we don't have to question whether or not God is gonna continue to be faithful to our ministry that we're called to by him or or whether or not God is gonna be with us when we step into the world to do the work that he's called us to do or or just just to, to be the people that he's called us to be. We don't need to worry about God's faithfulness because God has already proven faithful And he's been faithful enough for you. And now he wants to be faithful with you to the work that you are called to. And so when I think about the end of this year, I just want us to bring in 2024 with faithfulness to the call that God has put into our lives and into our church. 2024 is gonna be amazing because God's, with us there. So to see what he has for us, it's like unwrapping this gift that is given to us every day to see what the next conversation is going to be, the next opportunity is going to be, the next chance to minister to people about how good God is. And it's fun to put up these lists and see all these pictures and see all the things we're doing and aggregate all those numbers. Like, it's really cool. That's awesome, right? But at the end of the day, it's really about other people experiencing what it's like to be loved well and to love well. And so I want to thank you as we go into 2024. I want to thank you for the way that you take seriously this call to love well in your lives. This church wouldn't be anything. It it wouldn't be this phenomenal place to come worship and have coffee and get to know people and, and grow and be discipled. It wouldn't be any of that if you weren't willing to take seriously the role of loving well. Our church's growth is 100% connected to your willingness to step out of these walls and to love well. 
So for that, I'm grateful. 2024, I'm nervous. Because if God has in plan for us to continue the work that he started here, there's just going to be more opportunity. There's just going to be more excitement. And there's just going to be more ministry to be done. So thank you for being a part of it. You know, we do all this also because of the way that God has been so good to us. So as we sing this final song after we pray, I just want you to reflect on how good God has been in 2023 and be excited for how good he will maintain in 2024. Let's bow our heads. God of grace, you've given us all enough already. So maybe we don't ask for more today. We just thank you. Looking forward to seeing you in 2024. Looking forward to seeing what you will do. And making a commitment today, Lord, that we will stay faithful to you. We're so grateful for everything that you've done. Accept our praises. And in your name I pray. Amen. Stand and worship with us one more time.